Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. chapter number 14 <clears throat> as some and many know that the church has been involved in like a softball tournament this weekend and we played three games yesterday and we got games to play in between services this afternoon and uh, some of our bodies I would probably say the most of our bodies you know people talk about your back going out I think everything's out on me I'm just waiting on it to return <clears throat> and so but I still got a voice my voice has held through. I guess that didn't, didn't take my voice. The Lord knew that I, if, if everything, if we do well today, I'm having a quadruple header today. Sunday morning, two this afternoon, and one tonight. So uh, pray for me. Amen today. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 14 and verse number 19 starting. The Bible states these words. And there came thither certain Jews from Antioch and Iconium, who persuaded the people and having stoned Paul drew him out of the city supposing he had been dead Howbeit, as the disciples stood round about him he rose up and came into the city and the next day he departed with Barnabas to Derbe and when they had preached the gospel to that city and had taught many they returned everybody say they returned they returned again to Lystra and to Iconium and Antioch, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith that we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. Amen. This morning, I just one thing caught me this week, and I, I, I feel... Uh, burdened with this message this morning one thing caught me this week as I came across these things and that is if you'll know the story that Paul was stoned and left for dead on the outskirts of Lystra and then the Bible tells us he returned to Lystra and it's just like <laughs> They always say, the dog bites you the first time. The dog's fault. Bites you twice. That's your fault. <laughs> but he returns to Lystra. But I believe there is purpose and intent, no doubt, for Paul doing that. And hopefully there will be something said here this morning that can help someone today. I want to preach simply this today. Redefining Lystra. Redefining Lystra. Can we go to the Lord in prayer? Father, I come to you this morning. I'm asking God for the anointing of your spirit, God. I need the Holy Ghost to touch me afresh and anew today in this place. I pray, oh God, every tired mind, every tired body. I pray, oh Lord, today, God, let the unction of the Holy Ghost sweep down. 
God, do your perfect work, Lord Jesus, in this place. Let it not be my voice, Lord, that is heard, but let it be the voice of the Lord, God, that would echo in this house. Help us, O Lord Jesus, to convene and converge at this moment in time. Lord, in the realm of the Spirit, God, that your Spirit would do its work, Lord, amidst among, God, those that are sitting here today. God, let something be said. Let something, God, be conveyed, Lord, that they will be able to hold on to and latch on to, Lord Jesus, God, for the benefit of their life. In the name of Jesus Christ that I pray. Amen and amen. The church say amen. You may be seated this morning. You can keep your Bibles open to Acts 14 because we must gather and pull some of the background of Acts number 14 that happened prior to our text because the Bible declares in the first portion of Acts 14 that Paul and Barnabas left Iconium where they had successfully spoken boldly the, Lord, the word of the Lord. Their message, the Bible says, that they were preaching and speaking, gave way, it said, to the testimony of God's grace, even with signs and wonders that accompanied their message. Signs and wonders that accompanied their preaching. But as it was in this day and in any hour, uh, their presence and their message was not welcomed by all, even at Iconium. There was a sect of unbelieving Jews that had stirred up the Gentiles, even against Paul and Barnabas, to the point of talk of stoning them. And the Bible says that whenever Paul and Barnabas got word that this type of talk was going around the city of Iconium, that this possible assault could happen. The Bible says that they went from Iconium to Lystra. Now, you must understand, Lystra, according to the word, may, may not have been on Paul's original itinerary for his missionary journey. But in a pinch, Paul saw that it was a refuge from the, the intentions of the people of Iconium. Going to Lystra, although it may not have been on his itinerary, was a whole lot better than staying at Iconium and him and Barnabas being stoned. But when you think of Lister, why in the world, Paul? I know it's maybe a city and a pinch to go to, but whenever we understand some things about Lystra, Lystra had no influential Jewish population among its borders. There is no mention in Scripture of even a synagogue that is placed or located in Lystra. As a matter of fact, Lystra, according to the word of the Lord, is primarily a heathen people a pagan people that served a multiplicity of gods, gods of wood and gods of stone. They were as far distant as they could be from the one true Lord of Israel. It was known according to the word that these people even and the inhabitants of Lystra were somewhat wild, if you will. They were in a remote region of the world you you had to want to go to Lystra to get to Lystra it's not like there were all kinds of major roads going to it it even describes that the population of Lystra was a little bit crude and rude and had the ability to do so and to add insult to injury the name Lystra alone means to it means dissolves and disperses that's what Lystra means dissolves and disperses it's it's the place where where things are broken up. It's the place where things are broken down. 
where things are brought to an end. That happens at Lystra. That's what it's known as. That's, that's where things go to be brought to an end. That, that's where they are separated in their parts. The disbursement, if you will, that happens at Lystra. At Lystra is where things dissolve. That's, that's where things gradually disappear. Lystra is where you go to waste away. You just, you just bid your time just to stay there and wait to waste away. It's where you go to decompose. It's where you go to perish. That's what Lystra is known for. Yet the Bible says Paul and Barnabas go to this dissolving, dispersing, wasting away, decomposing type of place that has that type, if you will, of stigma to it. And they go there to Lystra. And among the masses at Lystra was a man, the Bible says. An impotent man. A man that's impotent in his feet since birth. Since birth he's not been able to walk. He, he is lame. He is unable, amen, to be mobile with his own legs and his own feet. And one would start to think, well, that's no better place, amen, for a man like that to be than at Lystra. Because he can't walk. He's never been able to walk. He's just going to eke out his days at Lystra, just waiting for it all to end. Waiting for it all to dissolve. Waiting just to waste away. He, he can't do much anyway. He can't walk. He's not mobile. He can just sit at Lister, a great place for him to be. Sit there and dissolve. Someone in his condition can't have too many aspirations anyway because of his lameness and his impotence in his legs. He's, he's been born a cripple. He's been born with a disadvantage. He might as well have no high hopes or any type of desires in life. Lister is the place for him. He can set there and waste away and decompose and maybe his life will not have much of an imprint upon this world he can just sit there if you will and go by the way of life and the way of the wind but as this man is sitting and dissolving at Lystra the Bible says that Paul and Barnabas come to that city and they come with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And they begin to preach to the multitudes, the heathens at Lystra where people go just for the end to come. Where people go just to waste away. Here comes Paul and Barnabas preaching about a new life. And as they are preaching, the Bible just seems to portray to us something begins to awaken inside of that lame man that's been sitting there since birth a cripple something wakens inside of him because he starts hearing the gospel preached and he starts hearing about how a man was crucified and a man died and that a man was buried and by all possible appearances that man appeared to perish but he did not decompose he arose something was awakened you got to understand this falling on the ears of someone living at Lystra, a place where things decompose. They're hearing a story even about a man that was buried, but he didn't give way to the decomposition of the ground. He got back up. Something was arising inside of this crippled man because this man heard that Jesus redefined his tomb and the man decided you know what if that man could redefine his tomb maybe I can redefine my Lystra. Hallelujah. He realized in that moment, let me get a hanky out of here. He realized in that moment, that crippled man, Sister Rhonda, that he didn't have to live out his days a cripple. 
He realized he didn't have to live out his days a cripple. For that matter, he realized in that moment he didn't have to accept the condition that he was born into. He had a hope in that moment. The Bible portrays it. He had hope for healing. He had faith for a different outcome. In other words, he realized though he was in Lystra, it wasn't necessary for the broken to continue being broken down. It wasn't necessary for the cripple to continue being broken up. And Paul, the Bible says, having recognized this change of attitude in him, having recognized something awakened in his spirit, he saw this hopeful attitude that came upon him. He witnessed his faith, amen, come in him. A faith, the Bible says, he saw this man had faith to be healed. And when Paul seen that, he walked up to this man and commanded him, stand up right on your feet and the Bible declares the man leaped up and he walked at Lystra the people of the city eyes wide open and dilated are amazed and thought for a moment the gods have come down to us the gods have come down to meet us And no doubt some of them must have thought, aren't we in Lystra? Isn't this the place of the dissolving? Isn't this the place of the dispersing? Boy, is that right there, Pete's all. Isn't this Lystra? Because what's happening right now is betraying what this very place even means. What's happening right here is betraying what this very place conveys. Those people were convinced that the gods, plural, had come down to them as men in the form of Paul and Barnabas. And they even tried and attempted to worship both Paul and Barnabas as gods. But Paul and Barnabas, of course, picking up on that, they persuaded them otherwise. They tried to direct them to the attention of the Lord Jesus Christ, the creator of heaven and earth. And the Bible says, watch it now, that after this great happening in Lystra, there were some troublemakers that showed up from Antioch and Iconium. They arrived at Lystra and they began to stir up the people at Lystra as they had an Iconium member. Paul and Barnabas left Iconium because they spoke of stoning them. But now these same troublemakers have made their way to Lystra, the place of dissolving and dispersing, to stir up trouble there as well. They went from Antioch. They traveled 100 miles from Antioch, about 50 miles from Iconium, to come to Lystra to stir up some trouble. And the natives, note now, the natives of Lystra had just seen a different possibility. In that town, outside of perishing, outside of wasting away. And now they're being urged by these troublemakers, those who had sought to stone Paul. They they are come now to Lystra, the place that dissolves, the place that disperses. And they're trying to convince the people to stone Paul. Amen. In particular. Amen. Can you imagine? These people on one point are almost persuaded, amen, because of what happened to worship Paul and Barnabas. But now the troublemakers have come to persuade them to stone 
Paul. And so here is Lystra. Lystra is back again, right? That was just a small hope with the crippled man. Lystra is back again, amen, to breaking down, right? Bringing someone to an end. Amen. The Bible says that they stoned Paul. There's, there was always in that day things around, articles, materials around for stoning. You can find stones and tiles and cobble all along the ancient streets of that day. And usually the goal was whenever a person started to stone someone, their goal was to stone them to death. And the Bible says they stoned Paul and they drew him out of the city on the outskirts of the city. The Bible says supposing that he had been dead. In other words, Paul was left for dead on the outskirts of the city of Lystra. He's left for dead where people eke out their days until the end. He was left for dead where people go to waste away or broken down and broken up. Just a fitting place for Paul to be left for dead outside the city of Lystra. Someone say amen. amen. And so those that did the stoning, suppose he is dead. And they turn their backs on him and they return to the city of Lystra. But there's just a scrawny little group, a few group of disciples out there still standing around Paul. Perhaps in a little bit of horror of what has happened to him, what has taken place in this moment. Because this is what they had known Lystra to be. This is exactly, this is exactly the definition of Lystra laying right here on the street. This is what they've known Lystra to be, the dissolving, the perishing, the decomposing. Amen. Perhaps that lame man standing up and walking was just too good to be true for Lystra. Someone say amen. Perhaps it's just too good to be true for Lystra. Lystra, in the end, is just always going to have to be true to her roots. The broken down, the wasting away, the ending, the dispersing, the separating of the parts. But wait a minute. Someone, some, someone say, but wait. But wait a minute. As they stood there, Paul also got up. And the only ones witnessing Paul getting up from that apparent dead in state was those disciples. And the Bible says he goes into the city, but nothing is really said about his reentry much. It just simply tells us the next day they departed into another city. Someone say amen. I want you to know something. If I was Paul, I'd go to a different city the next day too. I mean, I totally get it, Brother Malone. I mean, I'd get out of Dodge too if Dodge tried to kill me. I mean, why would you want to stay where they stoned you? Why would you want to prolong your time at Lister? It doesn't have the best of label anyway. It doesn't have the best of reputation anyway. As a matter of fact, uh, in, uh, the scriptures say that when he had finished preaching, he went to, to Derby, he went to another city. They went some preaching and teaching there. The Bible says, though, at any rate, whenever he went there and preached and taught and he was finished then, the Bible says that the Apostle Paul, and this is what just totally grabbed my attention this week, that he returned. He could go to a lot of places. He's already been to a lot of places, so he could return to a lot of places. But by all means, to specifically say, he returned to Lystra. Now, my name's Paul, too, and I'm saying, Paul, have you lost your living, ever-living mind? To go back to Lystra, the last time you were there, they left you for dead there. It's known as the perishing place. That's Lystra. There are a bunch of heathens that will just gradually disappear. And it was for those reasons, listen to me, 
And it was for those reasons. I believe that that is what drove Paul right back to Lystra. Because he understood, I need to go back there. And we got to some means somehow redefine Lystra. Not just for the disciples. But we got to redefine Lystra for all the people that are living in Lystra. We got to redefine Lystra for all the people that has their houses and their business and their habitations in Lystra. Because they are under the guise. They are under the opinion that Lystra is where it ends. Lystra is where it wastes away. Lystra is where it dissolves. And they've given themselves over to that idea. We're just here until it all falls out with from under us. He says, but we got to go back and we got to redefine that for those people. Letting them know they can get up even in Lystra. They can go on even in Lystra. They don't have to die. They can live. They don't have to dissolve. They can if you will achieve. I got to go back there. And we got to redefine Lystra. And so the Bible says he goes back to where he was left for dead. The Bible says in order to confirm or in order to strengthen the souls of the disciples, in order to exhort or encourage them to continue in their faith. Someone say amen. Amen. Paul had to return to Lystra so that the people would know that their cripples that were born that way can indeed walk again. And that those that are left at Lystra, left for dead, Don't have to die or stay dead. They can get back up again. Can I preach to this congregation this morning? I don't know where your feet presently may be planted. I don't know where your life may presently be stored. But I have a feeling some of you may have a residence at Lystra today. You're at the place of the dissolving where everything just ends. Where you're broken down and broken up. Where there's the dispersing, if you will, of who and what you are and what your family is. And there is in the back of your mind saying, this is where I'm at. And so I got to somehow just give way to the label, amen, to the care characterization of where I am it's just going to happen this is the way it's going to be but I rise on this Sunday morning and say it's time to redefine Lystra it doesn't have to be the dissolving place it doesn't have to be the finality of your life or your experience with God somebody a cripple can get up at Lystra a dead man can show back up at Lystra we need to redefine Lystra today some would say yes He says, I got to go back there and tell them that all their cripples can walk. That label doesn't need to define them. That those that are left for dead there, they don't have to die. Paul wanted to reassure the people on his return trip. You know what? Listen here, sir. Listen here, ma'am. Disciple, non-disciple, saved and unsaved alike. I want you to know you can get up whether you've been debilitated or whether you've been supposed dead. I don't care where you are on the spectrum in your dissolving process. If you're at the door being totally dissolved or you just started dissolving, he said you can get up from there. I'm here to tell somebody here today, you can get up from wherever you're at. You can get up from whatever circumstance you're under. You can get up. We must redefine Lystra. He needed to tell them, and he did. Strengthen them, exhorting, encouraging them, telling them that we must 
we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. And I know Paul, because of the persecution, everything going on in the book of Acts at this time, I know he is alluding to the tribulation that we go through, the trials that we go through after our initial experience with God. But can I tell you that Paul, I believe, had laced with that something more. Not that we just must go through much tribulation to enter the kingdom of God and that tribulation trials only that which we face after our initial experience with God. But I believe Paul was also telling those people, at Lister in particular, that the deplorable conditions, the tribulations that God will help us through to enter into the kingdom of God are not just the ones after your initial experience, but it's the deplorable conditions and tribulations that God even calls you out from at the very beginning of your process of living for the Lord. Because whenever he found me, and when he found you, we all were in our own Lystra. The wages of sin was death. It was a dissolving, a deteriorating, a dilapidating condition. The tribulation he first called us through to the kingdom was where he first found you. Paul wanted those people to know, I survey where you are right now, but God, even through your Lystra, can bring you into the kingdom. Someone say amen. Amen. See, it's our listeners, our holding patterns have been dissolve and disperse since we've been born into this world. That's our holding pattern. Dissolve and disperse. We're broke up. We're broken down. Ultimately, we perish. But he wanted them to know you can enter the kingdom of God even from Lystra. You call it whatever you want to call it. You got a broken relationship. He can call you into the kingdom from there. You addicted to something. He can call you into the kingdom from there. You got unhappiness in your life. No hope. He can call you to the kingdom from there. You have to have several relationships with John, Ted, and Bill. That's all right. He can call you to the kingdom from there. In other words, it doesn't matter what your dissolving place is. He can redefine Lystra for you. Well, say amen. So here he is, returning to Lystra to go back to Lystra, tell, tell others that's been crippled, tell others that's felt like they've been left for dead, sir, you can get up to. Ma'am, you can get up to. Your family. Can not only survive but thrive from a place of Lystra. They needed to know that since Jesus Christ got up from the tomb, they could rise above their Lystra. Can you imagine? Wait now. Most of the people that seen Paul got up were the, the very disciples that lingered out there. Can you imagine the astonishment of those men that had had a hand? And stoning Paul. <laughs> Whenever he comes waltzing back into Lister. When the last time they saw him, he was unconscious on the outskirts in the dust, left for dead. Can you imagine the looks upon their faces, what they were thinking and uh, perhaps pondering in their mind when they saw him come into Lister again? And at this point, and at this point, some of them has already seen the miracle of the cripple. Born like that from birth, 
stand up. And now at this point, evidently some of them have witnessed a dead man. Get back up again. Now you can't have those two scenarios happen or witness them without it having some impact. In your life or in a life. Whenever we read Paul's portfolio, and folks, he'd, he'd been through it. We read Paul's portfolio of 2 Corinthians 11. He talks about all the different stripes that he has received. He talks about his beatings. He talks about his shipwrecks and night and a day he'd spent in the deep. He talks, he says, and this is what he's referring to, Acts 14. He says once, he said, I was stoned. Listen to me. Paul lived about 20 years after he was left for dead. Listen to me. What I'm telling you, he had 20 years of living left after he was left for dead at Lystra. How in the world? Because he didn't allow Lystra to define him. He redefined his Lystra. There's some people here today that's got a whole lot more living beyond where you are right now. You need not let your circumstance, your situation, or surroundings become the defining moment in your life. You need to redefine your circumstance and say, this is not going to have power over me. This is not going to define me. I don't have to, if you will, flow in the, in the direction of the current of this river. I'm going to swim upstream. I'm going to redefine my listener. Paul said once I was stoned and 20 years later, amen, he would finally meet his actual death. But that was 20 years left of living. Paul returns to Lystra. He redefines Lystra. And that redefining spawned in those people, among one in particular. It spawned what would become known as his son in the faith. Watch now. It spawned what became known as his son in the gospel. A man by the name of Timothy. Many scholars speculate and they have great speculation because it comes directly from Scripture that Timothy may have been born in Lystra. He's born in the dissolving place. He's born in the dispersing place, the, the breaking up, the broken down, the, the wasting away place. Timothy was born in that place. But even though he may have been born in that place, he's lived there long enough to see a crippled man that was from birth crippled stand up and a man that was left for dead there walk back in. Do you know what that does to the mentality of someone that's been born at Lystra? All they've ever known is Lystra. All they've ever known is death and trouble and dissolving and dispersing from a young age. That is their appetite from their young age. That's all they've been exposed to. To see somebody get up and it not to end the way that he thought it would. For a dead man to walk in and it didn't end the way. Do you understand what happened? The Bible says Paul, in writing to Timothy, in the book of Timothy, says this. 2 Timothy 3, verses 10 and 11. He says, but thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience. Verse 11, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra. What persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. You know what he's saying to Timothy? Timothy, you knew the things that I suffered at Lystra because you were born there and you were there to witness what happened. 
You were a resident at Lystra. And so you witnessed the healing of the cripple. You witnessed me getting up after I was left for dead. Someone say amen. Come on, folks. Turn your minds on just here for a moment. Could you imagine having been born in a city whose reputation is dissolving and dispersing? Could you imagine when someone, you know, came up to you, a popular thing that we say to one another is this, you know. Uh, what do you say whenever someone asks, well, where do you live? Where are you from? Timothy. Um, I'm from uh, L- L- uh, Lystra. Who in the world wants to say, I'm from the dissolving place. I'm from the place where we just sat there and waste away. I, 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 I'm from Lister. I, I, I'm from the place where, where people go. They're broken up and broken down. And, you know, things are brought to end there. That's where I'm from. You know, they're separating to their parts back where I live. They gradually disappear. You know, I'm from Lister. I was born there and I lived there and I'm just waiting to waste away there. <laughs> I'm the place where you go to decompose and perish. We got great vacation spots. And yet one on one of Paul's returns to Lystra. Because he didn't just return there once. He went again even. One of Paul's return trips to Lystra. The Bible says he picks up this man Timotheus as the Bible calls him. Known as Timothy as a traveling companion in ministry from Lystra. The Bible says in Acts 16 and verse number 1. Then came he, it's speaking of Paul. Then came Paul to Derbe and Lystra. And behold, a certain disciple was there named Timotheus, the son of a certain woman, which was a Jewess and believed. But his father, look at this now, was a Greek. I want you to hone in on this concept right here. Timothy, born in Lystra, his mom was a Jewess, his father was a Greek. Grand implications right there because for the Jews, Jews considered intermarriage between the Jews and the pagans, which was the Greeks, a very horrible sin. Matter of fact, Timothy could not be accepted as fully Jewish because we even see that he had not even been circumcised. And it was common then for the wives to submit to their husband's religion. And so at Timothy's expense, his father is a Greek, so he's not been circumcised, he's been refused to be so because although his mom is a Jew, She's living in subjection to her husband, which is a Greek. And so listen to me very clearly. Here's a boy, Timothy, at Lister, the dissolving place, who comes from a muddled and a mixed pedigree. By the culture standards of his day, he's just like the Samaritans. Not much. Let me draw it in closer so you can see the points lined up. By culture of his day, he's real similar to a man that's been born a cripple. To the culture standards of his day, he's real similar at Lister to a man that's been left for dead with the type of pedigree he has. He's deplorable. Abraham is not his father and his hopes for a Messiah relationship are really null and void because his mom was a Jew and his daddy was a Greek. And to top it all off, he lives at But Timothy witnessing the cripple getting up and the dead man Paul out on the street coming back must have inspired 
something with a mix, something in Timothy who was a mixed and muddled pedigree that said you can't have anything to do with God. That's not for you. You have a lot in life, and that's what your lot's always going to be. You don't have a pedigree or a heritage in this. It can't be altered. It can't be changed. There can be nothing extended to you of any favor. But Timothy saw a crippled man get up and a dead man get up and something came inspired inside of Timothy when he's seen the dissolving crippled man walk and those that were left for dead like Paul not die but rather get up with these things and Paul returning, amen, and redefining Lystra. It redefined Lystra for Timothy that even in his personal Lystra of being of a mixed and a muddled pedigree and heritage, it set him aside, amen, in a classification That meant, Timothy, you're just going to be avoided. Timothy, you're just going to be forgotten. Timothy, you indeed are just going to waste away. But Lystra redefined for Timothy, a native, was this. If they can overcome those type of obstacles, if the cripple can get up, if through Paul's tribulation of death, He won't die, but get up. Then I suppose somebody like me with a mixed background, a muddled heritage, a genealogy that's out of whack, that can't, they say, be a part of the family of God. I suppose I can do something too. I suppose something can be changed and altered for my life. Although I'm a resident of Lystra, I can rise above where I'm at too. Scripture doesn't say this, but I can tell by Timothy's attitude and where he is going on now with companionship and ministry with Paul. I can see Timothy standing right up in his home and Lystra and just screaming to the top of his voice, Lystra, I'm not going to waste away. I know that's what you mean, but I'm not going to waste away. Lystra, my years are not going to be spent here perishing. My years are not going to be spent here decomposing. No, I'm not going to become, amen, amen, just another count, another their number for those that deteriorated. No, I'm going to become a minister of the same gospel that Paul preached that gave the hope of a dead man going to a grave but not decomposing and getting back up. I'm going to be numbered among them. Can someone say amen? Now look, this is Timothy from Lister, muddled background. The Bible says he did the work of an evangelist. Ladies and gentlemen, could you give a hand clap to the Lord and, and Timothy from Lystra? You know how we do. Driving evangelists come through. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to be really blessed by this person's ministry. They've traveled all over the place. I want you to make welcome, you know, Timothy and the Lord. Would you make them welcome all the way from Lystra? And everybody's like, <gasps> that's, the, that's the decomposing place. That's the dissolving. What? Yeah. Yeah, Timothy was an evangelist. Traveled hither and thither. All over the place. Look at this. This is the scripture. Amen. As you follow Timothy. Timothy traveled to Phygra. To Galatia. To Mysia. Also to Troas. To Philippi. To Berea. He went to Athens. He went to Thessalonica. He appears at Corinth. He goes to Ephesus. He shows up at Macedonia. He's in Asia. And whenever Paul was a prisoner in Rome. Timothy showed up there to join him and give him comfort. (laughs) That's what a good old boy from Lister did. 
much I wish he could. Amen. A good old boy from Lystra did this. Timothy led his life redefining his Lystra because it had been redefined for him. Paul had returned there and said it don't have to be this way. Stand with me. I'll come to a close. He's redefining his because it was redefined for him through the cripple, through Paul. He watches, he witnesses, he's inspired and says it don't have to be this way. Can I tell you this morning, there's somebody here today that needs to understand that where you are does not have to be that way. Where you are presently at does not have to be the way. So, oh, we can. We already taken inventory here. We, we already see the handwriting on the wall. Well, let's put some more handwriting on the wall. You know, people are like, well, if it's turned a certain direction, then this is the, this is the predetermined end. And that's the way Lister was thought of too. But Paul says, no, we're going to redefine this. I'm going to redefine this. I want you to know something today. Timothy led his life redefining Lystra. And here he is, Timotheus, a traveling companion, minister, alongside Paul, been to various areas, although he had originally come from Lystra. And Timotheus means this, honor of God or valued of God. He's born in the dissolving place. But his name means he's valued of God. Yeah. He's, he's, he's at Lister. That's his residency. He's where you just go to waste away. But he's called valued of God. He's got the mixed heritage. Both his mom and dad are not Jews. He doesn't have, well, Abraham was our father and we got our pedigree. No, he don't have that. But his name means valued of God. Let me talk to every resident of Lister that's in this place this morning. That's second guessing their value or their chance for hope. Maybe you're just a modern day Timothy. In a horde labeled Lystra. I want you to know this morning that you're valued of God. If you're even a native of Lystra, you're valued a resident of Lystra. You're valued and honored of God. How in the world, Bishop, can it be? It can be when you redefine your Lystra. We bow our heads here today. Hallelujah, Jesus. Somebody needs a redefining of their lister today. Brother McGee, you, you don't know my life. And you know what? In many ways, I don't. In many ways, I don't. You don't know the breaking down. You don't know the dispersing. You don't know the separating of the things in my life, Brother McGee. You just, you just don't know. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just here eking out my days upon this earth. And I'm going to waste away. And this is where termination is going to take place. And the end is all going to happen. I really cannot rise above this. This has been the law in life given to me. Sir or ma'am, let not your Lystra define you. Redefine your Lystra. There is a man, Christ Jesus. There is a saint. Savior. Amen. That for every resident of Lystra, for every person born in Lystra, there is a Savior that's come to instill hope because he even redefined the grave. He redefined the tomb. And if he did that, he wants you to know he himself in you can help you redefine your Lystra this morning. Don't go out here with your head low and feeling that you are dejected by
by your residency, dejected by where you live, dejected by your circumstances. You need to be able to walk out here this morning and say, I am a resident of Lystra, but I am valued of God. I am a resident of Lystra, but I am honored of God. And every day I live, I've made a point and a conscious effort that I'm going to redefine where I've been born. I'm going to redefine where my feet have been planted. We've all been born into the world of the Adamic nature of sin and transgression, hopelessness, defeat, and if you will, death and ultimately spiritual death. But somebody can arise today and redefine that by having Jesus Christ come into your life. Amen. Having the Lord and Savior come into your life. He can alter, if you will, even fine-tune all the little details of what Lystra was and make it a place where the cripple can walk. And those that are left for dead will not die but will arise and have some more living on the backside of where they were left for dead for. Is there anybody here today that needs to find an altar and say, Brother McGee, I feel like right now in my life I've been left for dead. Maybe not in the literal sense, but in the figurative sense. Brother McGee, I feel like right now in life I've been left for dead. I'm just laying on the outskirts of Lystra. I'm laying on the outskirts of where you just waste away. Oh, sir, ma'am, you're valued of God today. You can come to Him this morning. He can minister to you. As He redefined His tomb, He can redefine your life and your Lystra if you only come. These altars are open today. Come on, as many as would, as many as could. Can we find a place today to cry out to Lord? Because many of us are nothing but examples this morning of where God has redefined the Lystra. Many of the people that's a part of this church today, God, that are members that have been here for years, are nothing more but another cripple, another dead person. Amen. If you will, that are examples of where God redefined Lystra's in people's lives. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, let's talk to God today. God can help redefine that for you. You're a valued person. You're a valued individual. Hallelujah. Regardless of the label of where you are, God sees value. He wants to help redefine some things for you today. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's F-A-C-M-C. Thank you and have a blessed day.